Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 154. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road, White Walker Andy. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the White Walker scotch that we're drinking. Interesting that it's very cold. Yes, so uh, actually, uh, before we continue with this, uh, Andy, we also have Tony Scotch Cats. Yes, I am here as well today. So uh, the three of us are sipping on some uh, White Walker scotch, and uh, I got it for my birthday, which was just the other day, and uh, it says on there to keep it in the fridge because it will develop more flavor as it warms. As is true of most things, I would say. Yes. Also, I'm looking at the photo, because we were just talking about this. The bottle is one of those cool-looking ones, like a... Think of the stupid uh, Coors Light cans where the mountains get blue. You would think the bottle like changes. Andy, I'm looking at room temperature bottle photo that I sent you guys when I got it, and it looks the exact same. Yeah, I don't know how it's supposed to change then. The mountains are supposed to get bluer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think any of it changed. But uh, yeah, uh, Johnny Walker blended scotch, and uh, it's it's decent. Not amazing. Well, I'll give you some more reports as it warms. Exactly. I'm going to make sure my hands are all over it. When I, <laughs> there you go, he's warming his glass. Uh, when I got it, though, I was thinking, I was like, do they even really still sell this? Because how old, like, Game of Thrones ended a while ago. But maybe it's uh, it's good enough to keep around. I mean, there's probably just a lot of bottles of it. I know when they made, they had that beer that was around for a long time. That's true, actually. That, sometimes those things are more money than they're worth. Mm-hmm. So they don't sell but, it as well as they think. Eh, cool, nonetheless. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this is episode 154. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button if you're new. And uh, if you're not, share with a friend because that's how we grow. And we do notice we're growing. So uh, well, pretty Some good. places more than others. Yeah, uh, we uh, slowed down in Yemen, uh, but uh, we sped up in other places like uh, the, Spain. The greater D.C. area, Silver Spring, Maryland. So yeah, thank you to the NSA. Yeah, they're actually watching Andy right now. Yeah. I see a drone outside the window. Uh, but yeah, welcome Spain. Uh, big fan of Barcelona myself. I <coughs> spent a good four or five days there a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, so uh, and check out our our sports podcast. Uh, that'll be coming out as you're listening to this as well. Uh, Mahomes' girlfriend and ketchup on steak. So you're probably wondering what's that about. Well, tune in, you'll find out. Okay, we have a lot to get to, so let's just start. I uh, I went to Star Wars Land. I went to Disneyland over the weekend. Now, the Rise of the Resistance ride opened on Friday. So I was there Saturday. And I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, you know, we're going to get there right when it opens, and we'll just walk onto the ride. Maybe we'll wait, you know, in 40 minutes or something just because people run there or something. Who knows? Well, no. There was a thing called a virtual queue. And I actually on the news on Friday morning, they were there. And... Uh, the virtual queue filled up on Friday within about two or four minutes, something like that, of the park opening. So I wasn't I wasn't thinking about it too much, but we decided to drive in and park in the structure at Disneyland, which we do not do. We Uber there, or we don't stay very long and we park in downtown Disney because you get five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, big mistake. Turns out a lot of people get there right when the park opens. Um, we got onto the street at about 8, right, where you turn on Disney Way. About 8.30, we're parking the car. 
ridiculous. Also, it's twenty five bucks to park now. Insane. Oh, you didn't. You don't have the parking pass. No, that pass for Disneyland is like sixty five dollars uh, a month. The one I have is thirty five. That doesn't make sense, but I don't know. The economics of that seems strange, but it might be more. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, maybe it's eighty five. I don't remember. Um, but yes, yeah, so. We're, uh, where were, where was I? Okay, we're waiting in line to get on the little tram to go into the park. And there's four little girls in front of us in our little line. And we're like, okay, these girls don't take up much space. We'll, f- we'll fit into this little tram. Well, they quickly crisscross and run to the little uh, row of seats in front of the uh, ours. And then the people in their row were like their grandparents and aunts run to the back, our row. Oh, no. And they're literally like pushing us out of the way. Hey, no, we're getting on this too. Uh, there are supposed to be four little girls that are like six years old sitting here. Not our fucking fault. You guys were squeezing in and we, we squeezed. Um, and that was terrible. And then we get in there and yeah, the, also when we parked, they're like, oh yeah, we're not giving out any more virtual uh, boarding passes. We're full. It was 810 when I was getting to the, the lady in front of the... The deal. You have to be in the park, and the park has to be open for you to yeah. be able to get on the boarding queue. Uh, and it's continued that way ever ever since. Now, granted, we're recording this on Tuesday, and I think about that. And uh, yeah, it's it's still booked up. Uh, ride's been breaking down. Oh no! But it's standard stuff. It's the same thing I read in a, uh, online. The same thing that they encountered at Walt Disney World last month when it opened. Uh, but that's been delaying the uh, ride to reopen for about an hour, hour and a half each time. And it's happened. The first day it happened three times, I think it was. So it's fucking over a lot of people that are in this queue. Luckily, you can go around the park and you don't have to wait in line uh, until your boarding group gets called. But uh, long end of the story is I don't think I'm riding that thing anytime soon. Um, we'll see. And then the You'd last... you have to like, take a day off work or something. That seems how it... Well, uh, yes, or just wait a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. So I guess the good thing about it, as long as you're in front of the park, when it opens, they just say, like, close the Disney. You have to be doing it through the Disneyland app. You have to just close it, open it right at eight, and then you might have a shot. It's basically a lottery system versus a queue. Because there's, you know, there's people getting, the first night people got there at 11, the Thursday night before. Then late, like the over the weekend, it was 4 a.m., people getting in line. Uh, these are the you Not know the diehard Star Wars people, diehard Disney people. I'm a diehard myself. I'm not doing that. I'll I'll get there when the park opens because it's usually pretty easy to get on a bunch of rides. If it was a way. diehard ride, then probably would check it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Star Wars Land itself wasn't even that crowded. Like I said, you could kind of mosey around the park. I heard there's a new green milk or something. Yeah, uh, we haven't gone into yeah. uh, Oga's Cantina yet. Um, is there alcohol in that? No, the milks don't have alcohol, but they but do have bo- they have new booze drinks too, and then I think they have a new appetizer in there. I think they also. have uh, Asian pear martinis. Oh, I've honestly, I have not had an Asian pear since I promised myself I wouldn't have one again after I was on this little. I mean, everyone who knew me before knew I loved the Asian pear martinis, but I it really was getting to the point where they would really mess me up. And then there was a couple Taco Tuesdays in a row where I would have, I would go to Taco Tuesday, and then I would find myself because I used to live over there wandering. To the lazy dog across the way, and where uh, Wrecking Ball Joe works, and I would have sit at the bar top and have a couple Asian pears, and then go home. And that next morning, each time 
I would feel awful until one morning I was at work the next day, like just body felt awful. And I ended up throwing up at work, which is always embarrassing, especially because it's in the middle of the week. And I was even like, dude, I really didn't even drink that much. It was just that it was the combination of like taco Tuesday with Asian pear martinis. And you finally I told myself trade secret. That was it. And I said, I was going to hang up the rafters and that was probably back in the summer. And I have not had an Asian pear martini since. And I like a chip. Continue. Yeah, it sounds like AA right now. <laughs> I continue. I will continue to not have an Asian pro martini. Um, they do. Uh, the only time I've been there, I had a jet juice, which was whiskey and whatever else. But I think I talked about this at the time because it was C three PO oil. Uh, no, it was very upsetting because what they serve you in is basically a, a glorified oversized shot glass of this jet oh. juice. It was good, but. Yeah, you know, I was expecting an actual drink for fifteen bucks. So one of the cool things, like Universal Studios, there's just drinks everywhere. You just go, and there's like a guy selling Coors Lights out there. I mean, there's, really? there's a lot of like, there's the Duff beer, which was cool, but like, like little stands that sell churros will just be like, yeah, you want a Coors Light or a Miller Light too? Like, they don't beer. sell into that cheap stuff. Uh, yeah. And at Disneyland, you can drink in Oga's Cantina, but you can't take yeah. it outside the park. But California Adventure, that's my jam because they have, um, oh shit, what are the Golden Road, and then they have another one too inside the park. Um, and All the wine, and they have a winery, yeah. a vineyard deal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's just fun on like a weekend or a weekday, whatever. Just get a beer and go stand in line, take a ride in. But yeah, you can get beer anywhere there, and like ten bucks. It's a normal price for yeah. a good beer. So I like that part about it a lot. Um, but yeah, the leaving was also a pain in the ass. We left at like two, so there wasn't a wait for the tram, but there was a kid who wasn't ready to leave the park and his family was leaving and this kid was throwing the biggest tantrum I've ever seen in my entire life. Horrifying. I can only imagine at Disneyland how many temper tantrums get thrown because those are long days for some of those kids or early mornings. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I even see it in the restaurant business. You see kids crying and stuff all the time. And you're just like, dude. And some parents, honestly, I think they just had kids and aren't parents. There's a difference. Like there's some of these kids that just, I'm parents that just let their kids roam free and do whatever the hell they want. And it's like, or don't, I mean, I don't know. I feel like some people just never respect their surroundings. And I've always been one of those people that's pretty big around my surroundings and like what's going on and certain things to not be like, Rude uh, people around me when I'm sober can't, you know, <laughs> make any claims for that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you get people that just let some of their kids run free or just scream at the top of their lungs. Yeah. I can like, honestly, one of my biggest fears is being in an airplane when that's going on. Oh God. I just no, kind of, I came worst. across a video the other day of someone who like recorded that happening for like the flight type thing. And I was just like, that is the top of the top anxiety. Yeah. You just, you count the kids when you're in line, like to board. And then you just pray to God. They keep walking when you're in your, your little seat. Uh, my favorite is, uh, the other time, the other day I was in first class going up to Tahoe. I mean, it's an hour and a half trip and there were like eight kids on the plane, but they went straight to the back. Yeah. That's what's up. But, uh, Needless to say about Disneyland, I will uh, get on that Star Wars ride eventually, and I will have a full review of it, and uh, I'm never driving into that structure ever again. Ever. It's not that bad. No, it's not that good, Andy, because an Uber is it's usually about th- pretty good. No, the Uber is about the same price, and you just walk in to the park. It drops you in the front. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's one consideration. You kill time. Yeah, and you have to get people in cut in line, and then you have people screaming their little balls off. No way, never again, ever. Um, okay, speaking of vacations and kids, Tony has a, a news story brought to us that I don't remember hearing, but I, you feel like you hear a cruise ship story here and there every uh, every you know number of months. Uh, this one is a follow-up to a story about a cruise ship death. Yes. Yeah, so uh, back in July, uh, there was a grandfather on a cruise with his family, and then they had a little uh, little baby who was about a. Let me see here if I. Can. It was the Royal Caribbean cruise, and she was somewhere around like 15 months old or so. And what happened was the. Grandfather picked up the baby and he had her by the window as if, and like claims that like, oh, he wanted her to be by the window or hit the glass type thing, because I guess she was known to like hitting the glass at her brother's hockey games or whatever. And what ended up happening was he had dropped the baby and she obviously, I think it was 11, 11th floor or something. I don't know how big some of these cruise cruise ships are, but I think it said it was the 11th floor and Obviously fell to her death at that age and not being able to swim. Yeah, hopefully the baby died instantly. Cause that's yeah. That, I would uh, say so, because, I mean, 11 stories is tall for a like a normal-sized yeah, person. A, yeah. ta- a small being, yeah. big time. And uh, I guess the family then sued the um, cruise line saying that, oh, there was... We didn't know it was open. Like, there should have been signs saying, like, windows open or window could be or, like, step back type thing. And I guess they tried defending, saying, like, the grandfather at the time that, oh, the grandfather was, he's colorblind. So, like, and I guess those windows are kind of, like, greenish tint or something. So, like, oh, he couldn't tell that it wasn't open or something. I don't know. But what did end up coming out after that, because then in, a couple months later is when they decided, okay, we're going to sue. And then what recently came out was that video evidence came out showing that the grandfather knew that the window was open because moments before he was seen having his head out of it. And they said it was for about eight on the video. You can see it's about eight seconds. He had his head out there and then he goes and picks her up, like wanders over to her, picks her up and then goes out there to show her to like show her out there. And I think they said it was about 30 to 40 seconds. And then he, she fell. So now obviously it goes to the point of, did he, was he, did he truly accidentally drop her or did he drop her on purpose? I mean, Mm -hmm. And then obviously it's like he, and if he did drop her on accident, like truly dropped her on accident, you know, it's like, maybe he was obviously embarrassed and wanted to be like, Oh, I had no idea it was open, yada, yada. But then he clearly did know it was open. And I don't know, there's this today's day and age. And I mean, I guess forever, but especially today's day and age, I feel like there's some interesting people out there, some sick people. And the other kicker kind of to this is also is it was his step granddaughter. So obviously he's, you know, married to, the woman or husband or husband's mom or whatever. So it's not even his real grandchild. So I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. Like, I mean, I can't imagine some guy in his early fifties is out because he was only 51 years old is out there trying to kill a little child. But like I said, today's day and age, who knows? Honestly, I hate everything about that. Um, I hate the fact that of course they went to Sue because well, they can't be held responsible for their actions. It uh, falls on the the place that they're you know squatting at the moment. Um, where'd the video come from? Because when they sued, they started. They went back to like surveillance footage, 
when the whole thing took place and that's when they caught like, oh, wait a minute. He was leaned out there the whole time. He clearly knew it was open and then that like, it was, and then so he had her out there. So if he would have never gone out there to begin with, then it could have been like, okay, maybe he truly didn't, but it's like, he's like leaning his body out there. I think with her also, like I did watch the video. Obviously you don't see anything fall. Cause it's kind of a grainy video yeah. and it's from like, you know, like it's from like the other side of the room type thing. It's not, and it's not even showing outside. It's showing the inside. Uh, there's so, a camera in there. Is it their, their room? It wasn't their room room. It was uh, like a, kind of like a hangout area. Like we're like, it feels like we're like a play area kind of was or like the bar or something okay. like that or. Uh, no, Roy Cribbin should counter Sue for, uh, no, they definitely the like, came back with something and said uh, like, I mean, yeah, it, but... any story where you're taking the cruises side is, is bad because cruises are probably like, they're like the most maligned companies. It's always, I'm just... a big fan of Royal Cribbin. I, I know you like the cruises, but there's always problems. There's always weird shit happening there. And yeah, it's usually the cruises fault. Well, the, the well, stories I feel like you're referring to are, Oh, four people, Got, you know, uh, salmonella, yeah. and uh, now everyone on board needs a bunch of Tums. That's a different story, and that's typically carnival, by the way. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. People are idiots. These, this family's probably from Florida. Um, yeah. That's horrible parenting and grandparenting, because the parents are like, hey, Mark, you're being a fucking retard. Come back over here with our kid. Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, I'd say in general... We'd like to say, if you are feeling suicidal, you have bad thoughts, any of that stuff, like, seek help. There uh, in this case, this guy, just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no coming back. You, you fucked up so bad. Like, I can understand, like, you're feeling bad, and just just remove yourself from this world, because... Yeah. That's, that's, what you, that's what you deserve. Like that's, that's what you do. So they did, I guess, charge him with negligent homicide and his granddaughter's death and Ella was arrested. So this was back in October. He got arrested and then got released on an $80,000 bond. He has insisted in media interviews that he is not guilty. And then Royal Royal Caribbean and its court filling on January 8th. So a couple weeks ago said that while the death of Chloe Weingrad is sad tragedy, the grandfather is entirely to blame his actions, which no reasonable person could have foreseen we're reckless and irresponsible, and the sole reason why Chloe is no longer with her parents is because of him, and she's not wrong. Yeah, not guilty. Did he not hold the kid outside of the window? Yeah, I know. Those are robot arms that he attaches so to himself. I think from what it seemed like, what they tried to like come back with was like, oh, he's got a condition. He's like, he's colorblind. It's like, it's not like he's blind, That's not blind. not a condition. <laughs> and it's like, like, I get colors mixed up. I was told since elementary, like uh, preschool that... You know, I'm colorblind with certain colors. Like, just get them confused. It's like, I've never been able to not know a window was open or closed, yeah, though. Yeah. Let alone hang someone out from it. Like, I'm Michael Jackson. Unbelievable. But yeah, no, it's a bad name. It is sad, nonetheless. I mean, just crazy to think that, like, at, you know, 15 to 18 months, however old she was. And I guess they said it was, it was so it was a 150-foot drop. So, yeah, that that's high. Yeah, like I remember um, going to the Grand Canyon as a kid. Like, your dad hung you over no, like no, Simba. Just, just the, the opposite of saying how oh. like, yeah, your parents my like parents are stay fucking freaking back. out at all times. Like, like you do the thing where you like kick some rocks and yeah. they're like, what's going on? What are you doing? You just <laughs> fell. It's like with this, I can't. I can't even imagine how that got to that. Like, what do you? You can't. You. God. 
were they all in this playroom together, or was this de- this know. bad grandpa in there by himself I, with the kids? So I, yeah, I blame Leo DiCaprio. What a, what a fucking asshole! You're what? I'm blaming Leo DiCaprio for this. Why? This fucking king of the world bullshit. People want to feel the boat. He was standing on the boat. <laughs> he wasn't still jumping out of a window. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it is crazy because you just. You know, obviously he'll go the rest of his life saying he accidentally dropped her. Uh, but I mean, it's just crazy to think like if he truly did do that on purpose. But to answer your question, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to assume no, because mm-hmm. I'm going to assume the parents would not have been okay with their daughter being held out of a window 150 feet up in the air. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. I mean, there was, I don't know. I mean, and even if he did, which I like to think that he it was an accident, and even if it was an accident, it's still like, what were you thinking? Like, what were you truly thinking? But, yeah, sad story nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I definitely don't. I'm glad that the – in this defense, I'm sorry, I am with the cruise line also. I'm glad they were able to come out and let them know, like, hey, no, this guy was just an idiot because the world needs to know that. The parents need to know that. Everyone needs to know that that truly cared about that little girl, that this guy was, is not a sane person or something. He's got something wrong with him. We're going to take a billboard out in uh, his hometown in Florida and just, yeah, so this headline's going to read, you're an idiot. This Bill. was in Puerto Rico. So they, they could have been from Florida. They probably yeah. were. They, they set sail from Florida or Galveston. Yeah. So yeah, they probably were. And everybody knows anyone in Florida is, Interesting. It's all the swamps and gators and sun. I don't know. Um, okay. Sad story of uh, to hear. All right. Uh, speaking of sad for Andy, Watchmen. Yeah, I uh, talked about Watchmen last week, and I said there's no plans for a season two, and the creator said he didn't really want to do a season two. And HBO said, if you're not involved, then we don't want to do a season two as well. So they did announce that, said there's... There's currently no plans for another Watchmen. And it makes sense because the story wraps up. There's something you could do. You could do another story, but there's no reason for it to continue. So. I'm fine with that then. I mean, if yeah. not everything needs to have 15 seasons to it, you know? No. I mean, I just want to see people who make good TV to continue to make good TV. Yeah. You don't need to make the same show. I get it's over. hard to like you know pivot and have a whole new idea and make that good yeah. also. But that's what makes you, you know, more it's valuable in your trade. Yeah. Don't just make a sequel, you know, because you've made twelve other stupid racing movies, and you know we're a family, so let's make a twelfth. Um, yeah, I still want to watch uh, Watchmen. Yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, we have another one that uh, I have seen and uh, does appear not officially, but does appear to uh, not be getting renewed. Yeah, so uh, Mindhunter, which we also talked about David Ooh. Fincher uh, last week and how he has this deal with Netflix, which would include Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. He said he is too busy to continue with the show at the moment, and they released all the actors from their contracts, and they can pursue other opportunities at this moment because we don't know when we can make another season of Mindhunter. You know, so. that that is upsetting, but at the same time, it's that was one of those shows where it's actually, it was actually getting pretty good because it was the... Yeah, I really like I mean, anybody that hasn't watched it yet, then I don't feel bad. But it like with the whole thing with like the one detective's son and stuff and how yeah. like, though I forgot like, you know, again, if you've listened to this, if you haven't watched the show yet, 
then fast forward ahead fast of forward but also it came out a while ago and it did come out a while ago which is why i don't feel bad but i'll give you guys a quick second all right uh <laughs> that like the fact that his wife had just left him too and stuff he comes home to an empty house so mm-hmm. it actually was getting good and i i really i enjoyed i do enjoy it because i do like the whole like the minds of like these serial killers and stuff yeah. and also the beginning of every episode they always have that weird guy with the glasses so, do yeah, something the, for the, nine seconds and the then the btk like, yeah. killer um that's a big thing. But in real life, he wasn't caught till very recently. The like, what killer? The BTK killer. Is that who that's supposed to be at the beginning? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because so I was He, I he was, was caught say. in 2005. So what was he known mm-hmm. for? What did he do? It was bind, torture, kill. That's what that's what his name was. So he was he would tie people up and kill them. Where about? Uh, like, was, did he travel everywhere? Kansas or something? That's, uh, yeah, I think it is always in Kansas. Missouri. They, they tell you that it's... Like at the beginning, they Kansas, this thing. Yeah, I think it's Kansas. Because, um, yeah, that was setting up for a crazy season three. Just so, showing so that all would those. never that would never get shown because, like, these people were, would have been long retired by the time and he was that, actually caught. That guy's still alive, well, too. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, I think even. he's still in jail. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy, too, is he was married from 1971 until 2005 when he was obviously well, they said, caught. Like, he's, he has kids and stuff, and they're like, how is this? That's this the kind of guy that throws a kid out of a cruise window. Yeah. yeah, he's got uh, two kids. He's got uh, a daughter and a son. And I think he was inactive for like 15, 20 years or so something. So my guess is those kids had no idea. No. Obviously. But I mean, yeah. like, it's crazy how some of these guys are that crafty where they can get away with it for years. Yeah. Well, that's like that audio book I I'm, finished um, of the guy in California that was killing, and he just got caught. Yeah, the Golden State. Yeah. Golden State killer. Well, he so just got caught. Of like Baker actually so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh, Kansas. <laughs> Okay, there you go. But, uh, yeah, so Kansas. think about it. He was caught in 2005, so 14, 15 years ago. So he was about 59, 60 when he was caught. That's actually, he was born in March. So, yeah, he would have been yeah. 60 years old when he was caught, most likely. That's I will insane. say, oh, I just hit my mic. I will say I liked uh, episode, or episode season one more than I liked season two. Yeah, but still I, bummed I to like, see it not get picked up or renewed. Whatever I liked in season two, we got to see more people, or at least more famous people, like, um, with Son of Sam and mm-hmm. um, Manson, obviously, although that was probably a little overblown. That wasn't that big of a deal, and that yeah, and it was good that they like made him to, like he's a joke compared to these other people, actually. Um, but I would like to see mo- more of that, and hopefully, hopefully there is because it it was two years between the seasons, anyways. Yeah, it was. Um, but I know like Adventures got that movie, and he wants to do more of that uh, that robots thing, <laughs> the little sci-fi like shorts. I don't know those. That, I think it's called Love, Death, and Robots. And I mean, I watched a few of them. I'm sure, executive producer Luke watches those. They're they're interesting, but like, so he's still got to deal with Netflix, and he'll still be making stuff. But it wasn't his show in the first place. It's like, hey, you can let other people make it, but no. Hmm. Um, well, we'll we'll keep you updated on that if anything changes. But hiatus for now. Uh, we do have, I guess, good news uh, that a season is uh, coming out. Again, but it will be the last one for uh, Better Call Saul Season 6. Yeah, so Season 6. It got renewed. It'll be the final season. Uh, season 5 is about to debut in a few weeks. Um, we just had the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, came out. Um, so a lot of Breaking Bad stuff recently, and this is probably going to be the definitive end to all this. It's I leading- thought Jesse was getting a show. Oh, I didn't hear that, actually. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's not the end uh but 
in this show, because it's a prequel to Breaking Bad, you can see it leading into. Um, Gus Fring was a big part of the last season. Um, he'll be in it again. So I think it's at some point it's going to end and you're going to be like, they're going to find some, you know, blue meth or something. And, uh, it's, it's a great show. So even, even like without the Breaking Bad connections, because just all those, the actors are great. And So you know. why is still only season three? On Netflix. Why, so, where's season four? Season four. We'll probably get on Netflix like a week or two before the new season airs. So anytime. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can probably look it up. Probably. No. Maybe February 1st. Because I did really enjoy that show. Uh, this last season. But I don't have AMC. You would you would really enjoy the one subplot about... Um, so you remember the, the lab in Breaking Bad built underneath the laundromat? Yeah. It's about the construction of that. Okay. And the German I think I saw that in a trailer. The German engineers that they have to then like bring over here and they have to live <laughs> and Mike's trying to manage these Germans. Huh. That's pretty funny. Interesting. But yeah. Yeah, we'll look forward to eventually seeing those. I mean, Bob Odenkirk is exceptional in everything and it's a damn shame he's not in more. He's kind of he him and Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I just couldn't have a, a higher opinion of the two of them. I want to see Bob Odenkirk get a uh, get an award for this. I think he got nominated last year in the Emmys, but he didn't. He didn't that win. sounds right. Um, I think it's it's a lot of work now. If it's six seasons of this plus mm-hmm. three or four seasons of Breaking Bad, he was in. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, a uh, couple more little news uh, pieces here. Uh, Tarantino is making a, uh, a western, but not just any western. Yeah, Bounty Law. So the everyone uh, knows Bounty Law, right, Tony? The show starring I can't even remember his name, Rick Dalton. Yeah, of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, that's Leonardo, Car- Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Um, he's making the western that he was in because Tarantino said he wrote five episodes of the show to try to get in the mindset of who this character was and everything when he's writing the screenplay. So. Um, He's just, you know, Tarantino's a weird guy. He loves yes, his he stuff. Is. You can see him there and be like, I need to write full screenplays of this S- fake TV show. So is this straight to Netflix? I have no idea. I would imagine that's going to be something like that. How m- much more of like a director slash writer uh, version can you get of uh, Daniel Day-Lewis? You know? Yeah. Like He's that is it, as yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis in terms of screenwriting as it gets. Yeah, I mean, he probably needs to build a time machine, and then he can actually go to real 1950s. 1950s? That's when these shows Oh, I thought you wanted to go to the wild, wild west with them. No, I'm saying he would go to the 50s when these westerns were being made, Mm -hmm. and then would go back further in time. Okay. Meet up with Doc Brown. Yeah. Um, Well, then they better... They better put in the scene where the little girl comes over and is like, that's some of the best acting yeah. I've ever seen. Have that actual monologue in the, the movie. I mean, would it, Leonardo DiCaprio's not going to do it, though, right? Um, well, also one of the problems is, remember, Luke Perry was in that. That's Luke true. Luke yeah. character would have been... Well, he, I mean, he, he's not as a, a big a, yeah, a replacement. You can recast him. Yeah. yeah. but That's too bad, because that would actually have been interesting if Luke Perry got to be in this you know dumb little five-episode thing or something. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, that'll be entertaining to see what it does. I hope it doesn't go the direction of uh, uh, Hateful Eight, yeah, but more the direction of Django. Well, I think it's good. it'd be more silly because those shows are not necessarily good. Like you said, that he was saying how impressive they are and that they're able to f- tell a full story in 22 minutes. It's like, and those things, those westerns were like Larry David does it. 
Not this week. No. It was well, a long fucking episode. We'll, we'll get to it, and I, uh, we'll get to it. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Woof. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bounty Lock coming uh, to a screen near you soon. Uh, okay, Disney, Fox. Yeah, so I think uh, all of you know at this point that Disney bought Fox. It's a big news story, and it's kind of confusing because you're like, wait, what does that mean? Because, you know, Tucker Carlson still exists on Fox News, right? You see Troy Aikman out there doing football games, Fox Sports. Um, so that actually did not get bought by Disney. When Disney bought Fox, they bought Fox Studios, Fox TV Studios. They did not buy Fox News or Fox Sports or even the Fox broadcast stations like the Fox Channel. But they did buy like the TV studio, so they got the shows like The Simpsons and the movie studio. Um, so they're now going to be dropping the, the Fox name from all that stuff. And it makes sense for like brand confusion reasons, like I said. Disney has no affiliation to Fox Sports 1 yeah. and the Skip Bayless show. So it's like, why I still have this name? And uh, funny enough, I mean, it's the studio movie studio is called 20th Century Fox because it was actually a merger between 20th Century Studios and Fox Studios. So now they're just abandoning the Fox Studio, Fox part of the name, and just going back to 20th Century Studios. And uh, an interesting little fact here, the last movie that 20th Century Studios put out before the merger air force one call of the wild call of the wild the first movie that the new 20th century studios will be putting out call of the wild with why ford it's they made a new call of the wild's been made like seven times is that that dog movie yeah, yeah what is one. the what is that movie it's an old it's a novel it's a cgi a dog kid. that's really good yeah it's just about a it's he's uh not a saint bernard but one of those type of dogs Maybe big old dog we need more cgi dogs in the movie so yeah. when they die people aren't like uh. yeah it seems like this is a dog's version of forrest gump kind of yeah like this dog has had it, his hand paw if you will it's, in a lot of cool shit the the book really is from the perspective of the dog where a lot of their dog move movies and books are like from like the owner this is really about the dog now let me ask you this andy do you want to see this movie i kind I'll, of do i'll end up watching it. it's harrison, harrison ford, ford. It's harrison ford. I, like, hopefully he's not getting any claims in this movie huh yeah i mean they yeah. have to go to alaska or actually uh, canada shit hopefully he's not driving yeah um uh, i've seen the trailer now like three times in the theater and it it doesn't look terrible. It looks kind of good. It doesn't yeah. look like it's going to go down the direction of Marley and me, but you know it will because it has a dog and every dog I mean, dies here's in a movie. the thing is that it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Like, they should just put it on Disney+, Plus now. Yeah, it shouldn't even be in Yeah, when is Disney+, Plus going to start doing stuff like that? Um, well, when all their They're... contracts are up, I think all those movies will go straight there. Yeah, but I think he means just going straight to Like, it. it's a Disney Plus original. Oh, they already have some. Yeah, like they, Noel. Like good ones. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, eventually... Uh, I guess Netflix kind of had a start. What was Netflix's like first big like Irishman? Original. Not movie, <laughs> um, but like shows and stuff. House of Cards. Yeah, probably the biggest one. That, that was a big deal. That was David Fincher too. Where it was just like, oh, he's he's good. Yeah, because it was like because I think I feel like at the first right, it was a lot of just oh, you can watch these shows or these movies, yeah. and then eventually it was like oh, now this is a Netflix original show, and now obviously they have a shit ton of Netflix original shows that are mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so um, you're not going to be seeing 20th Century Fox. You're not going to see the name anymore. Just 20th Century. Uh, Century. But they're, keeping, I mean, uh, they're keeping the uh, the, the logo the, and the all intro. That? Okay. Simpsons. Simpsons knew this a long time ago, Andy. Remember that whole thing of it says 19th Century Fox or what did it say? 19th Century. Yeah. And then underneath it said 
like product of the Walt Disney Company or something. Yeah. So yeah, those guys know their stuff. They're smart. Yes, they are. Harvard grad, right? Yep. Uh, okay, and uh, the last thing before we get into uh, box office numbers is a weird trailer for a Netflix coming Netflix movie coming out February seventh, entitled Horse Girl, starring Allison Brie. Which doesn't sound like a real name. Like I just felt like when I said that, it felt like I just messed up someone's name. I think that all the time because of um, Brie Larson. Yes. And it's like, wait. Am I that sounds right like one? a name, though. Allison yeah. Brie. But then I'm like, doesn't... wait, am I confusing them? And then, yeah. It sounds very weird. And I, I mean, she's not in that much stuff. She was in uh, the wrestling one and probably other, th- other things. Community. That's, that's my favorite. No one ever watched that. Uh, but yeah, this is a very weird trailer. It came out today. Um, she looks nuts. You don't know what's real, what's not. She might have been abducted by aliens. Um, it's Netflix, you know. They they make anything and everything. It's uh, it's like Little Wayne, you know, ten fifteen years ago. He said no to no one. He did a song with anybody. Uh, Netflix makes anything. Well, it's not necessarily Netflix making it. Well, they bought it. I just. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what's going on here. We saw it's like oh Sundance. I had to look it up. It hasn't even premiered at Sundance, and Netflix has already bought it. So it's actually going to premiere at Sundance next week because I was like Sundance is usually- yeah. <laughs> you were saying it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So okay, I was right. It is Duplass Brothers Productions because I saw one of them in there, the lesser one. I didn't. Sorry, notice Jay. That. Sorry, Jay Duplass for calling you the lesser one. Ah, he is. But- Mark killed it in yeah. a lot of things, including the morning show. Yeah. I like weird things. I like Netflix getting stuff like this, like, you know, indie type stuff. Try to I, compete with A24. Um, remember we watched that one, the uh, the Cam Girl one? Yeah, oh, yeah. Was very was bizarre. Like, yeah, it was just, it's solid. I didn't regret watching that. Like, I like yeah. having, like, I like the one last year, the violinist one was cool. Oh, yeah, was, I never got around to watching that. It was called The Violinist? No, I forgot what it was called. It was something weird. The, the one, the girl that's in Girls and Get Out, Brian Williams' daughter. Oh, yeah. And she's just like she was like a great violin player quit and then I don't know. It's it's creepy. Then she went homeless and then some person saved her from the streets. Wasn't it kind of like similar or it seemed like in a way like black swanish too? Yeah, there's psychological aspects to it hmm. and yeah. Interesting. But I, I, did, I like I like I those remember that movie. Just, I, yeah. I know I haven't seen it, but I don't even remember it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Andy, though. It's good that they're making Literally anything and everything for anyone. All right, let's get into box office numbers. But before we do, that portion of the pod was brought to you by Simple Doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier, and it works through the dog's current collar or harness. For a limited time, the Tony's Take listener, that's you guys, can get 25% off and free shipping. Just plug in promo code. Tony. That's T-O-N-Y. Head to simpledoggy.com. That's two G's. Plug in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. I have some news for you. Oh, did this just in. So Allison Bree, I said, like, that's probably one of those, you know, Hollywood name. Definitely. So a lot of times they use, like, their middle name as their last name. Yeah. So it's Allison so Bree. So Meyerowitz or something? Shermerhorn. Shermerhorn? It's a weird thing. It's like, okay, there's still like too much Jewish for names. It's always <laughs> just been our history. I don't know why. It's just like, let it happen. Shermerhorn? Yeah. I wow. would have gone with Allison Breed too, I think. <laughs> or, I mean, I, I like though that, like, you get these people in movies and 
other industries that have a special name for it's their... Like, why are we still doing that? Like, I... It's a weird thing that people do that. I feel like I, I could never do that. Like, your, well, your last name is also Kennedy. Yeah. Well, you could just go Andy Joseph. Well, I mean, like, you know, like Michael Keaton, because his real name is Michael Douglas, and he's like, well, I have to be Michael Keaton because Michael Douglas already existed. Well, that I actually kind of And that's that why sucks. the joke is so good in the movie. What? No, it isn't Michael. Wait, who'd you just say? Michael Keaton. Where am I? I went somewhere else with the movie. I don't know. No, what's I have the, no idea where he went. Office space. Oh, Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Oh, Michael I Bolt. heard in at the end. Uh, that's why that'd be so funny because yeah. that guy. Why do I have to change my name? He's yeah, the one who sucks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Michael Douglas was a is big actor. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I can see that because you want to be your own person. Yeah. You want to suck. You have to like if you, that means something to your, your family name. It's like yeah. Yeah, but for his, I Douglas, understand. Who cares? The other chick, okay, I kind of get that, I guess. But again, sure, I think it's just kind of like the way it rolls. Like, oh, it's Allison Brie instead of like Allison Shipperkorn or whatever you said her name was. <laughs> it's working for Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's true. honestly actually a pretty cool name, though. Because that's not what, Benny Cum. It's so unique. What? Wow. <laughs> Andy. What if his name, what if he did change his name? Just call me Ben Cum. <laughs> And he's like in that White Walker whiskey <laughs> over there. <laughs> I try to short his name without you know, thinking ahead. <laughs> you know what's funny with this? The, the people can't see this, but we've talked about it before. This is one of the first times in a long time Andy and I are like face to face, like directly across from each other. You again. guys are exactly uh, 12 paces from each other, like, like you're like in a face duel. To, face to face, and it reminds me back of when uh, we were in the old office and we would sit face to face to each other from across the room. And just the one time where he was way gone on a few beers and it <laughs> just looked like lights. his eyes were just bloodshot already that's on the uh, best of 2018 okay oh. if you want to go back and uh, relive that moment with uh, drunk andy yeah that was the one too where i spilled the beer everywhere yeah that room had a lot of which is now my room had a lot of uh sometimes when i walk in there i just i still visioned what it looked like this this time last year honestly yeah yeah, we're still in there this time last year. All right. I well, think it was honestly this time last year was when we started doing the strobing light. Because it was like yeah, right before... the moonlight thingy. That was right before you guys uh, started the demo is when we really started doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, box office numbers. Bad Boys for Life. 76%. The highest rated Bad Boys film of all time. Uh, before you continue. One of the highest rated Will Smith movies in forever. Did you see this? No. He has not had a movie rated fresh um, since, uh, since Enemy of the State. Holy shit. Yeah. They're going through him. Even what like, was that, 96? Around there. Like, even Ali was not, was like a 58% or something like that. I, Robot? It was, all those got bad kidding? reviews. Audience score 97 for Bad Boys. I still want to see this. I, ha- I haven't seen it, uh, but now I have to. To go look at his his, you know what? it wasn't it wasn't fresh. It was over seventy, but still. Men in Black is ninety seven. Uh, year ninety seven. That's a ninety two. Yeah. That's his highest rated movie. So a movie hasn't gotten over seventy because Aladdin I think was like sixty two or something like that. Spies in Disguise. Yeah, so it's two. He has two movies out in theaters at the same time that that are over seventy, and it's the first one in twenty years. I don't know if he's in it. It's just listed him as an executive producer, but Sprinter is an eighty. Oh. That's, that's also from this year, though. 
He's executive producer. It's not. Oh, he got so close with Men in Black 3, 68. Yeah. It's okay. I Am Legend, 68 also. Her yeah. Pursuit of Happiness, 67. Yeah, he came close a lot, but he just, he doesn't make like really good movies. 67 for Ollie. Huh. Enemy of the State is 98, and that's a 71. That's crazy. Wild Wild West, 17. If you ask me, that's too high. Yeah. 17%? (laughs) I never saw Wild Wild West, and I don't think I ever will. It gave us Salma Hayek. Kevin Kline doesn't make movies for a reason. Like, he's not in movies for a reason. Okay. Uh, Where were we? Oh, uh, Bad Boys for Life did $62.3 million. Not too shabby. 1917 did 22 in like week two and three, something like that. Uh, Doolittle, 18%. And uh, people said that uh, Downey Jr. sabotaged the movie or something because it only did 21.9. I mean, I think he was actually the one who wanted to make it. That's what I read. Hmm. That he loved the old children's books. Well... The yeah. audience didn't love it. No, I mean it looks bad. Remember, I came here like and was like, "Hey, look at this trailer and look at this piece of shit." Yeah, I, like, I can't believe they're making this. Well, audience score at seventy six. Because if you went to see it, you're a weirdo, anyways, right? Yeah, I don't know. How, I, I would like to see the spelling on any of these these things. One of them's probably written in crayon. Um, where are we? Jumanji: The Next Level, nine point eight. That seems weird. That is old, isn't it? Uh, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, 8.3. Little Women, 6.5. Just Mercy, 5.8. Knives Out, still hanging around at 4.3. Like a Boss, 4 million bucks. And Frozen 2, 4 million bucks. Bad Boys dominated. Gotta love it. I love Martin Lawrence. I love that combo. Will Smith, pretty solid. All right, let's look at movies opening up this week. Gentlemen, we have... The Gentleman coming out. So I was calling you guys gentlemen. 78%. Guy Ritchie. This movie looks great. Yeah, and this is the kind of what's Guy it, Ritchie movie I want to What's it see. about? I know Matthew McConaughey's in Weed. it. Weed. A- uh, Asian gang. Ooh. Britain. And Everything the- Guy Ritchie does. And Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Grant, who when I first saw him in the trailer, I thought it was... Uh, Tom Cruise in another like fat suit from <laughs> yeah. like remember Tropic Thunder? He looks like Tom Cruise. I'll need to see that. See it in the trailer again. You'll you'll All agree. Right. Is that because that's what they made him look like, or has he just lost himself? Uh they're making him look weird, okay. Hugh Grant. Yeah. He has like glasses on, he's got a goatee, uh he's just got so, like loud, slick back hair. I see him rotten tomatoes there. I see an image of Tremors. So Yeah, Tremors. What is that about? Uh, how it's a great Wild West movie. Or monster movie, Wild <laughs> West. And why is that on there? I have no idea. What, what does monsters movies have to do with anything? Really? Let me let me go to it, Andy. Calm down. I'm just very intrigued. Usually it's related to like a, a movie coming out. Why Tremors is still the perfect monster flick. The uh, monster movie Western mashup just turned 30. And we still can't get enough. It's true. Oh, okay, that's why. I don't Start know if I've ever seen Tremors from start to finish. Oh, oh. Tony. Right after this. They're like underground homework. and stuff, oh, yeah. right? They travel like a worm underground and they sense vibrations so i just told this story off air and i'll tell it on air uh back when must have been 13 14 years old i don't know something like that i had a uh, sleepover in my backyard with my uh one of our buddies in a tent and uh I th- were you there andy i was not there uh, i would have remembered this we <laughs> We hauled out. It had handles. I loved this. It was a 13-inch tube TV with a VCR combo. 
So it did everything you needed. It was Netflix of the day. Uh, hauled that out there with an extension cord and put it into the, cause that's how you camp. You know, you, you bring your big old, uh, you know, VCR combo TV and watch tremors. <laughs> Maybe cause we were moving it around. The tape got stuck. And then that was all we could watch was tremors, which like I said, there are worse things to have stuck in there. And I just, I just saw, so it had its, uh, 30th birthday two days ago of the mm-hmm. release date. So I, can see Andy why that is probably so the reason. Me and Tremors were born around the same. You and Tremors were born even closer. Yeah. Wow. They uh, made it for me. I heard. That's really nice. Yeah. Hey, yeah Tremors only came out like a week after you were like a little more than a week after. You know, if I if I remember right, that was the first movie I ever saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, the gentleman, seventy-eight percent. I would uh, I wouldn't mind seeing this. Those movies are always entertaining. They're a little witty. I still love uh, Snatch. With uh, Brad Pitt, do it for Carbon. No one understands what the fuck he's saying ever because he speaks pikey. Uh, I can go into that stuff big time. Have you seen Snatch, Tony? No, I it's just not. about gambling and sports betting and fighting. It's awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, I it's a to. really entertaining movie. Uh, Guy Ritchie, you know, it's pretty good. Jason Statham, uh, The Turning, no score yet. Uh, this sounds like a monster movie, so... Yeah, it was this? Uh, oh, I saw the trailer for this. Oh, uh, it's the orphan kid. You know yeah. what? I'm getting pissed off at seeing this weird kid from uh, Stranger Things and It and everything. Finn Wolfhard. You gotta stop. Cut your hair yeah, and just f- stop being 13 years old for once, please. I, I don't want to see this at all. Well, he's in that Ghostbusters and he's like, I'm 17 now. He probably smokes a cigarette in that movie and it's gonna kill like him. It looks like he's an old guy who's Dying his hair jet black. Yeah. I don't like this kid anymore. <laughs> I'm just, and he plays the same thing everywhere. He's always in a, like a, a spooky movie and he plays in, in this movie. He's well, I think some dad. of those, some of those people, it's like, especially when they become their first thing they get like known for is really big for that mm-hmm. certain genre. It's like, that's just, that's all they can almost be in. It's yeah, like how like, cast. it's like when you see Will Ferrell out of anything that's like comedy or Seth Rogen, you'd be like, uh, that's weird. And then it's like with him, I feel like if you saw him in, like an action movie or something, you'd be like, no, go back into like the village or something or into the woods. Yeah, the village. Uh, so no score. Do you guys want to play the game? Okay. Sure. What's it, what's it even about? A, so I can kind of have a up. nanny and there's weird things at the rich people house. Yeah. Classic, so classic setup. So it is a suspense horror type film. Yeah. It's uh, just a horror and uh, the directed by my... Floria Sagzamandi. Can I uh, put my guess into what the twist of this movie is? Uh, the kids. Well, actually, yeah, because maybe that'll yeah. determine my score. <laughs> so, I'm gonna say those kids are from like the 1600s, and they've always need a nanny to come watch them in that house because they can never leave the house or something. That sounds like real life for Finn Wolfhard. I don't think this kid's He's ever gonna 1600s. grow up. Yeah, that's my guess is that they keep because there's there's like a grandma, and I'm like, I'm gonna say that grandma was probably their nanny from the 40s, and now she's about to die, so they need to go get a new nanny, or else they'll have no one to watch them. In. So, if I'm right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I I think that seems reasonable to me because it's uh, it's that's like combining two uh, movies right there, the vampire one and, and then the, the Nicole Kidman one. Yeah, yeah the others. <laughs> All right, do you guys uh, have your score? Uh, yeah. Andy. Yep. All right, Andy, start us off. Forty-one. Forty-one. Respectable. Tony Katz, you have your number. Fifty-three percent. Fifty-three percent. I give it a 27. All right. Pretty good. (laughs) 
We'll see how that yeah. does. How much of that is influenced on your hate for Wolfgang? Well, I have seen is. this trailer. What's his name again? Finn Wolfhard. Okay, kind of sounds like I, a I porn s- name. I said Wolfgang. I was Wolfgang. <laughs> well, the uh, the lead actress Mackenzie Davis. I like her. She was in Halt and Catch Fire and the new Terminator. So. I want her career to do well, but I still want to see this new Terminator. Yeah, it'll uh, probably be on DVD. It'll be on <laughs> FX in yeah. probably eleven minutes. Go to your local blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll uh, we'll come back to that next week and see how it did for the turning. Next, we have Color Out of Space, eighty nine percent. This sounds like a. Uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Who's a genius? What Albert Einstein? The, you know, the galaxies guy. Uh, the LA Galaxy. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> no, the black dude does uh, like PBS shows. Oh, Neil. DeGrasse Neil deGrasse Tyson. That it just sounds like some of his movie. Uh, I don't know anything about this. Is it Nick Cage? It is. That's why I don't know anything what? about this. <laughs> He's just going weird. But it's got a, oh, it's a Lovecraft. It's not rated. Lovecraft. He's a, a, a author who wrote weird stuff, like weird space horror type stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't. Oh need it, wow, though. the director of this—it's his first film since being fired from Island of Doctor Moreau, which is like wow. Good luck. Good job getting fired from that movie because that was a. How old is movie. that movie? Ninety-six. Okay, so so this guy hasn't worked in. This guy just went back years? to being a lawyer or something. Oh shit! He looks like he's Nick Cage's brother. What? <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull this up. Oh, I clicked the wrong thing. He looks like he's Nick Cage slash John Cusack's brother, but he's wearing a hat on his Wikipedia. Well, I'll never get to it because Rotten Tomatoes is the worst website ever. It keeps loading their stupid ad and then it's pushing the thing down. I've already clicked it. Hold on. Yeah, I want to see what the picture on here is. On full screen for uh, Richard Stanley? Yeah. This is the picture from Wikipedia that I'm seeing. Uh, That's a really bad photo. Different picture. On Wikipedia, it's totally (laughs) different. Okay. Uh, Well, his highest rated is 100% Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island. Oh, a documentary about the movie he got fired from. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. I want to watch that. I didn't know about that. That movie is fucking insane. Which one? The Island of Dr. Moreau. That's the one that La- Marlon Brando's last movie. And where he was like, they had to like radio his lines to him and all this shit. And is so that movie about where they're hunting people? No, this is the one where he has an island where he's breeding half human, half animals. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You and my roommate tried that. Yeah. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> Just so we're all clear on that. All right, uh, well, 89%, so there you go. Nick Cage could be coming back. Uh, the last full measure. No score yet. This. I think I know what that is, but I forgot. I don't think this looks like it's real, even. I don't know. It's a this... war movie? Yeah, it's a war movie, right? Oh, um, yeah, I saw the trailer for this. Um, it just looks like it should go straight to um, Amazon. It's probably a Christian war movie. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. It's It's... The the start of the trailer looks dope. It you know helicopters, explosions. And then, like Tim Tebow comes out and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, you Tim Tebow it. takes a knee and then they're like, we're gonna help you find, you know, your family or yeah. something something like that. Um, yeah, uh, no thanks. Uh, 
actually saw the trailer for this when I was seeing 1917, and I was we were thinking or uh, like they're thinking to myself like another one of these movies. Okay. And uh, last but not least on the list, Zombie Child, 86%. This looks like a Netflix movie. Not rated. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. So I've, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. Should have done some research here. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Nope, not into it. I don't know. They're doing like a seance in the photo. Uh, those are your movies. Looks like everyone's going to go see uh, The Gentleman and or Bad Boys for Life, if you ask me. All right, well, uh, should we get into what we've been watching? Yes. Why? Andy, how many do you have? Um, Very short. Oh, wow. Seven. Three. <laughs> but three short, I would say. I don't know. Well, one of them we both have. Yeah. I feel like I watched some this last week, and I let, don't know why I can't think of it. Let me go. I'm going to say I watched both Bad Boys movies. That's not part of my list, but I watched them because they're on Netflix. So you um, have five. Do you know who? Do you remember on Bad Boys One, his like uh, doorman or whatever you want to call it, the guy at the front desk? Uh, kind of. I don't. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie as much. I like Bad Boys Two a lot. I just because I like that drug yeah, dealer. Dude. They're, they're definitely different. Bad Boys One is very '90s. T. Like Leone. That. Yeah, I like how like '90s it is, but it's just like not as good of an action movie. Yeah. Um. So the guy who plays Will Smith's like front desk guy. It's like, I know this guy's seen him before. Mocha Joe. That's right, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of him. I was like, no, I think he's in a different scene. Uh, and then I started thinking of him in uh, Blue Streak when he's in that box truck and the magnet picks him up and he's the camera's on him and he's like, he's freaking out and he's like, and it's, it's, it's funny acting. But yeah, Mocha yeah. Joe, he looks old. He's not in a lot of stuff. He's not, and he well, he's in another thing you're gonna. We're both gonna talk about, and uh, he looks old. Oh, that's Mocha Joe. He looks the same, but old. And I mean, he goes all the way back to. Isn't he the guy that Rachel left at, uh, at the altar in uh, Friends? I don't, I don't know that. Yeah, because uh, the one that could have been was the episode. Yeah, where like she's married to him, and his name is Barry. Which he looks like he'd be named Barry. He looks yeah. very weird looking. I mean, he just has like a funny voice. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But, so do you want to talk about that? Talk about Mocha Joe? Yeah. Sure. So, of course, we're talking about the uh, debut of Curb Your Enthusiasm, season 13? I think it was 10. 10? It's just been on for 20 years. For ago. 25 years, yeah. Um, I thought it was exceptional. I laughed for a good 10 minutes when people are disgusted with his agent because they think he's Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that was that was good. Like I never saw it before. But when he doesn't shave and his yeah, hair looks different, they made it. Made, he made totally look looks like him, and he's just wearing like a black suit with no tie. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so funny, and it happened a few times. Yeah, the 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 last one where like his assistant like gets mad and then looks like, oh my god, how can you have this monster? <laughs> The first one was amazing. It was just perfect. Um, I don't know. What did you think of the the episode all in all? It was long. It was like yeah, 35 was, minutes or something. Happy to have it back. But yeah, it was way over 30 minutes. I'm not complaining. Um, it's funny how it's like I don't follow all like the plot lines where it was like, oh, yeah, Ted Danson. And then, um, you know, with his ex-wife there. It's like, oh, yeah. Like I'm Ted Danson's like still in good place. Let that finish and I can think about it. Ted Danson. I love um, Ted Danson. Me too. I was always a big Cheers fan growing yeah. up. That was like my favorite <clears throat> sitcom when I was uh, 
like like honestly like a kid like late good, 90s good early one 2000s. to catch reruns on yeah like i remember yeah. i was really big when my parents were together is that i would always i was an only child so for whatever reason i just never liked sleeping in my own room so i would always make a like kind of like a which i'm sure looking back they hated but i would always make like a uh like a bed down on like their their bedroom floor and my vivid memory of that would always be laying there and watching like Cheers reruns. And as a kid, I remember I always hated because uh, my mom or dad would be like, here, we'll set the the timer on the TV. So like it would turn off by itself in like an hour. And I always hated it because I hated the suspense of not knowing when the TV was going to uh-huh. turn off. There was also another instant when I slept uh, in that. Their I room. think you could just cheat that by turning it off and turning it back on. Andy, come on. I was like nine <laughs> years old. I'm going to go back to the past. Yeah. And, uh, but one time also that made me actually not like sleeping in my parents' room anymore was my, uh, mom one night I was, I was still awake. I was watching, they were both asleep and she woke up like one of those, like, like you're having such a bad nightmare that when you wake up, you like, it's literally like out of a movie, like you jump up and scream. That's what she did. And it scared the shit out of me. And I guess she was having a dream from what I remember that like, I, we were on like our little patio, which was in our room and like. I want to say she said it was like sort of a character from like the movie Scream was like taking me or getting me. I don't know. It was something weird Henry like Winkler. that. And I was like, I'm not fucking sleeping in here anymore. Hmm. Uh, quick aside before we go back to Curb, Ted Danson, if you want to see something uh, of not his earlier work, but pre- previous work, 10 years ago, he made a show that did three seasons with uh, Zach Alphanakis and Jason Schwartzman. Called Bored to Death on HBO. It was amazing. Jason Schwartzman is a guy who uh, is a writer slash part-time detective, PI, uh, private investigator. And uh, it's amazing. It's phenomenal. Zach Alphanakis, you know, he's, he's still newer. He's pre-Hangover. Yeah. Uh, is it? 2009? The Hangover came out. Yeah, maybe The Hangover had just come out. Yeah, I don't know. Um but amazing show, yeah. and uh, 2009, yeah, Hangover had just come out. out. Um, I was bummed when that one got canceled, but that's where I really was like, I dig Ted Danson. He's so great in that show. Uh, he's great in everything, though. But uh, back to Curb. Yeah. So. Where were we? I don't know. There's a, there's a lot left in this season. So, like, I don't know about these. I don't care about plot lines, I don't think. But right now he's going to be in a feud with uh, with Mocha Joe, who's a character from like ten years ago. Then yeah, he, he always was... just gets into you know he gets into his feuds with people and now. Well, and now. okay, his issues. I, I thought it was funny. He's putting his nose in the coffee, but a wobbly table. You come across that every yeah. single place you go. Yeah, sometimes it's like oh, no one would be that unreasonable to think he's being unreasonable, but then sometimes he's. I mean, it's just it's it's good it's good writing. Mm-hmm. Happy it's back. I, I, is there? Is it ten episodes? So there would be nine more or something. I don't know what the plan is for that. Uh, yeah, it's ten episodes. And by the way, so yeah, they've done a hundred episodes. And season one, yeah, came out in two thousand. Like if you watch them, they're like the old square. Oh yeah, oh, it's it's, it's crazy hell. to watch. So they took a hiatus from season seven. It uh, was a uh, two thousand nine, then two thousand eleven for eight. Then 17, 2017 yeah, for nine. Time. And then 2020. Yeah. 
but yeah, I remember la- last uh, season talking about how strong it was. I feel like we were doing pods back then. Yeah, that was only two years ago. Like, yeah. It was it was late 2017, so it was not three years ago. Yeah, October. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just looking forward to it. Um, I always enjoy these. Speaking of that, Will, like, when did we start these podcasts? I could probably find out. I was. I feel like it was sometime in the spring, or was it summer? Spring of sixteen. I want to say it was like May or spring of seventeen. Yeah, I think it was seventeen. That's what I'm saying. I think it was like, I would. I would guess. I would confidently try to guess somewhere between April and June, because I feel like one of our early episodes. So is the May eighteenth of uh, two thousand eighteen. Okay, so it was way off. Okay. I was like, 2016? Okay, you know what? That makes more sense because I was going to say, damn, dude, three years. But so, I was like, it does not feel like we've been doing this three years already. Uh, the episode is episode two because episode one never aired. Yeah, uh, yeah. It sounded like shit, and we just never uploaded it. Wasn't that it. also when we were just had like someone's we're, cell phone on a tabletop? Phone, yeah. This one, <laughs> uh, if you guys want to go back, is only on YouTube, in fact. No I, I was going to go back and try to record them off YouTube and put them on, so maybe someday. Yeah, we'll put that on like the uh, director's cut. But this episode is titled "That's Double the Douchery," and I remember what we were talking about. Um, remember, girls? I not remember. They still wear the romper outfit. Oh, and guys did it. Guys, it was a GoFundMe that called never worked. That never the happened. male romper. It never really did take <laughs> off. Thank God. What a what a. I mean, if you're close to it, can you see what episode the Zemo one was? Because I feel like that had to have been that was uh, early. That would have been the like. summer. That was the summer thing. But that, I feel like those came out like, did they come out in June or is it July? Maybe we didn't have a title. Yeah, for so uh, I remember my first Zima. Yeah, I was going to say it was definitely in the title. <laughs> this is uh, episode seven. Yeah, see, I knew oh. it early on. That's good stuff. So it would have been like late June-ish or so? Uh, yeah, it doesn't have it. It just says two years we'll, ago. We'll, put on them up. we'll listen to them. I was going to say, what would be a fun podcast almost is like going back to those deep podcast we had and just trying to even remember what we were talking about yeah i mean there's so many i mean the very beginning stuff i, I gotta do that one of these days go back to the old 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 stuff we were yeah. like talking about how like damn that weinstein company just on fire <laughs> killing it <laughs> spacey's one of my yeah. favorite actors <laughs> he can do no wrong and have you heard uh louis ck stand up <laughs> incredible that guy uh before we move on with uh what tony's been watching uh, it's it's we don't need to it's nothing okay well that was quick uh, <laughs> i was guys, trying to think back it was i couldn't think of anything what do you guys think of this as it's warmed i gotta say i like it a little bit more it was going down easier yeah it, it's like. always better when it's a little more i don't know i thought it was weird that there was like i wouldn't say it tells a story i don't know just that you can ease into it i guess i don't know yeah but uh, it's decent white walker um, okay, Andy, you want to do your other one? Okay. I have one more other than the curb, so. I have two, and they're not that important. Let me just go. Yeah, go. Um, you on Netflix. I said I'd watched one episode, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah. I've now finished it. Okay. And yes, it's more of the same, but also different, and it's still just so goddamn entertaining. This is like, this is the closest I'd say I watched to like trash TV. And that it's so it's so dumb. I made fun of the fact that he put on he put on a hat, and now he's like no one knows who he is. Well, yeah, celebrities do that all the time. Yeah, and it just gets more and more absurd. I think I liked the side characters in this season better than in season one. 
So I think that was a good thing. Uh-huh. But it is like the same thing where it's like he even like befriends a kid that he has to protect. And that's how you feel better about him being a horrible person is that like, oh, he does have a good heart sometimes. And it's just like, but they do a good thing in this one to actually make it different. So it's, for the most part, it's the same show, but it's it's worth it. And uh, they said they're going to make a season three. I don't know how, but they just, it, it's absurd. So it's like, don't, it's something where you just have to kind of turn your brain off. Interesting. Um, and then I also watched on Netflix an old movie because they put up, they added a lot of stuff on Netflix. It seems like recently, maybe I just didn't check in a while. I think January is a big month uh, yeah. to add stuff. And I don't know if stuff is new, but I was just looking through like comedies and stuff, but I watched uh, Stripes. Yeah, that's new. I saw that on yeah, the list. Yeah, it's um, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis before Ghostbusters, one of their their older movies. It's the movie that brought them together in order to bring them ag- together again to make Ghostbusters. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was Ivan Reitman who directed Ghostbusters, directed this movie as well. Um, they go to they sign up for the army. They're losers who they sign up for the army and go to boot camp. Uh, John Candy, God great. love it. Um, just a funny movie. 80s movies are so... They're, I don't want to say they're all the same, but it's like five minutes, there's, you know there's tits. You're, you know what you're getting. And then there's a great a great gay joke that's like, would people be mad about this one? Where Probably. Like, in the, the, the interview, where the guy's like, either you homosexuals, and Harold Ramis is like, no, but we're willing to learn. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great joke. I don't know why I was so amped about it, but it was, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and it's just a lot of that stuff. Is like, wait, can you? It's also, Bad Boys watching the '90s movie. It's just like, God, they just love gay jokes. Well, it's I mean, like, it's, it's like incredible. It's like Steve Carell always says. I mean, The Office was only what a little over yeah. ten years ago, and he says there's no way that could air now. He even said, and it's like it's true. Like you think about early on in The Office, season one, which was what like 2007 or eight, it came out. You've got the whole, like, the tech guy comes and he thinks, like, all right, it's happened. Like, you know, we're going to get bombed because the tech guy is a Middle Eastern dude. And then it's, like, you know, the whole episode with Oscar being gay. And then, like, the obvious jokes to Stanley, like, Stanley, obviously, will be on my basketball team. (laughs) And it's, like, yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, those – and those are just – they're just different. Those 80s comedies, they're just – I don't want to say they're less funny, but they're less, like, intensive of jokes, less quick. That they're like, well, this is how comedy movies are made, and there always has to be like some plot that makes sense, and then like an action sequence in some way. I don't know why, but it's like it's just how they're made. Yeah. Good, good. That'll wrap yours up. Mm-hmm. All right. I uh, watched Peanut Butter Falcon, the Shia LaBeouf movie. Oh yeah, and uh, it was great. Was, yeah, I've heard good things. It was funny. It was emotional. It was real, I guess. Um, gets a 96 with the audience and the critics, mm. which you don't ever see. But that, I guess it just means no dumb people saw it. Um, Bruce Dern is in it. So oh, obviously know you know that. how I feel about this movie now. Um, also, Thomas Hayden Church. Ever see Sideways? Yeah, he's good. Um, and then for a, a brief couple of scenes john bernthal walking dead fame and he's in a bunch of stuff the punisher yeah um it's very enjoyable um this guy zach uh is very good he's 
the the guy with Down syndrome in it. He actually has it. Uh, he's in a few other little movies, it looks like, but um, he did a great job. And uh, yeah, it's it's enjoyable. I I liked all of it. And Shia LaBeouf didn't annoy you. What? He didn't annoy you too much. I know you're not really a big fan of his. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Well, am I not a fan of his? I thought you didn't like him. I think you just didn't. Like I don't American like American Honey. Honey. I hate American Honey. That was a piece of what shit. What about Indiana Jones Four? I thought it was fine. Okay. I like Shia LaBeouf. I All loved right. even Stevens. All right. I take it back. Shia LaBeouf is great in those uh, the SNL skit with uh, MacGruber, Will Forte, where he's his son, and he like has a dildo fly out of his bag, like out of his backpack, yeah. and he just looks at him. And he's like, "Oh, you're just experimenting, huh? What's What's her name?" And he just looks back at him, and he's like, uh, "Scott." <laughs> <laughs> and he just looks at him. Anyone who hasn't seen those SNL, I think that was that was a good episode. If MacGruber long, if skits. It was, if it was only one episode because that one also had the um, that was the one that had like the shooting one, right? That was with him. Yeah, I don't the know. Logan Heap song. No, that was the one where think of a different one where like the slow music plays and they shoot the gun at the people. Oh, like, um, what you say? He is in that, isn't yeah. he? That is, and so, then and then there's also the sketch where they all they put on the costumes to buy beer and they keep getting rejected. So people make like, fun of that from the OC, right? Yeah, that was like from like the end of season two or something. Oh, that's what they're, they're making, making fun, fun of. of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember we did like skits on that in high school, actually. But it was uh, you're right. I forgot about that. But th- those ones you can't even find on YouTube. You have to like actually just go to the internet and like find it on like yeah. a random website. But those Sh- those Shia LaBeouf ones are. So good with the the as with MacGruber, and honestly, there's a handful of other ones that are good. The Charles Barkley one's pretty good, but if you're sensitive to certain things, it's probably not for you. But oh, it's not in our news, but I did see they they wanted to make a MacGruber show. No, I saw that. Someone told me about that too, with like Amy Poehler or something, right? I don't know. It's like they were gonna make another movie, but I'll 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 be excited when it actually happens. Oh yeah, dude, MacGruber. Me and some of my friends, MacGruber is. Is our thing. McGruber. It's it's the best. And the people that don't get or like the comedy that is from the movie McGruber or his SNL uh, clips don't even bother being my friend or trying to. I used to call my dog McGruber. See, there you go. Yeah. Now we live together, him and I. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anything else to uh, add in or is that going to wrap us up? No, it's a good episode. All right. Wrap us up. It was a good episode off road, Andy. It was a good evening of episodes. We had another good sports episode as well. And I was in the sports one. And uh, we'll have some good news coming in too. I'm going to share it on every single one of them uh, next week or the week after. I'll be playing basketball at Staples Center in a couple weeks. 10 day contract. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, It'll be like an out one hour, 60 minute contract. So you'll want to check in, tune into the sports pod next week. And then the one after, cause that's when I'll, I'll break it all down for you guys. But, uh, yeah, you guys have been listening to episode 154 of the Tony steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road, empty glass, Andy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Love the enthusiasm and Tony Katz. Uh, yes. Thank you. And, uh, please continue to listen and share. Oh, love it. All right, we'll see you later.